Good evening, afternoon, morning, everybody. Episode 14, Two Guys, One Cup, Sean and Rock. Back together, two shows in a row. Let's keep yep. the streak going. What's um, up? God only knows, you know, if it'll be uh, if I'll be on next week. This, like I said, I this know, could be dude. a it's getting close, man. We're in that it's getting in close. The, car seats went in today. Oof. Today was car seats, Good. so it's getting real exciting. Man. It's getting real, guys. You, it's, listen, it's it's nerve wracking and it's but it's exciting in the same breath. And uh, yeah, I was running around. I, I don't know if you ever saw the episode of. Um, I love Lucy when uh, they're practicing to go to the hospital and they're all calm and and all of a sudden like it happens and they're running around like lunatics. They pack the <laughs> phone. They leave without Lucy. I mean, honestly, when, when it happened for me, I, f- I had that episode running through my head That's because funny. my wife went to the doctor and the, she's like, this is the time. Grab my stuff. Wow. So my dad was here. I had somebody doing my bathroom. I had somebody installing new closets. I needed someone to watch my dog. It was a, it was an absolute uh, nightmare. So hopefully, for your sake, it's yeah. a little more planned and you have a little uh, – Well, the the due date's the 18th. Wife came home today going, I don't know if this kid's waiting. <laughs> wow. So we'll see. Well, for your sake. You know I just hope, I hope, I, I hope. I, truthfully, I, I really – I hope it's not on 9-11. That's my only yeah. It's the yeah. only day I'm just like, please don't be that day. So that, it's, yeah, it's a sad you. day. I don't want to mix a sad day with you know a happy day. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. But you know what though, dude? When it when it happens, you're going to be in euphoria. So it's not. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure whatever day it happens, you're going to be uh, happier than ever. So Bart Scott, man, you. can't wait. <laughs> yeah, cool. Very cool moment. So we have Ranger news. We have we Ranger do? news for the first time in a month. Wow. It has set Rangers Twitter world on fire. It has become the most controversial thing since Bushnevich. Dumb. I mean, Libor Hayek and his $850,000. Two-way contract. Two-way contract. So he can be sent down at any time. And 70 grand. 70 grand down there. <laughs> Rangers Twitter is, what is up wrong with people? in arms over Why? this. Who cares? I, you know what? I mean, dude, I, I just think it's come to the point with these fans are just bored. And I, and I know I've said this for three weeks now that it is, you know, they just have a hard on for this guy. They have a hard on for Howden. He's gone. So he's next up. Yeah. And so now I'm curious, like, if when this guy, and from all accounts, I mean, unless Lundquist shits the bed and Zach Jones has a horrible camp. To me, he's third or fourth in the pecking orcs. I don't think he's going to be their seventh defenseman. I don't think. Don't quote me on that. I think it's going to be between T- Tenorti and Batetto, and I think it probably lean more towards Tenorti. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you would you want know, to match up guys. Who's their slash... next whipping boy after this guy? Oh, Tenorti's I mean, going to get next? killed by this. This fan base is going to kill Nemeth and, T- and Tenorti. 
You think that – I mean, honestly, I think Sammy Belay is going to be the one. I think he's going to – because of who he was traded for, That that's going to be – that's going to be the next whipping boy. I, if he I think doesn't fans are going to love do. him. They remember how much they loved Lemieux. That's what they get. They're going to have the same love. You're right. They seem to they seem to gravitate more towards picking on defensemen. That seems yes. to be the case. You know, Roosevelt, Tom Pody, uh, you know, Malik. I mean, the list goes on and on. Don't get um, me wrong. I could see I could see someone from the pick last and gym class uh, Rangers Twitter <laughs> world, you know, <laughs> booing Sammy Blay on opening night when he comes out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. From, listen. There's a contingent of Ranger fans that are not happy, and we've right. said this a million times on this show. We've heard it on other shows. We've heard it from beat writers. A lot of people are not happy about the Buchnevich trade. There are fans out there that are not happy with Ryan Reeves. Um, and, you know, listen, it is what it is. But come opening night, the whole, all that stuff should get pushed aside, and, and we root for our team and right. hope for that for them to win at this point. It is what it is. I'm just, I just, I feel like it's going to be Nemeth. He's the sixth defenseman. I don't know. And he's big. It's stupid. I hate if that's the case, it's stupid. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, he's not making a lot of money. I mean, unless he's egregiously bad. I mean, like, I'm trying to think of a really good example of a defenseman that was just horrible. Jamie Pusher, years ago. <laughs> I know, obscure Ranger quote. There, there it is. Obscure, obscure Ranger player for you. There it is. You know, Rocks, random Ranger. I can't think of a guy that when he, the Rangers acquired him, he came in and was putrid. And he's just the first name that came to my mind. Right. Um, but listen, I I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. But as far as Hyatt goes, listen, it's a two-way contract. He's, he's, he's organizational really depth. fodder at this point. It doesn't matter. See, he's organizational depth with a slight upside. A slight upside. There is talent there. We, you know, and we've seen it. Remember when he came up those first, you know, the first five games, and everyone fantastic. already penciled him in as the as the number two defenseman on the team, right? Right. You know, and then he got hurt. He's had injuries, which I he think has derailed injuries. him slightly. But listen, I mean, listen, dude. I mean, we've seen Michael Sauer. I, I know he's like the poster boy for players that you know came up, had a cup of coffee, vanished, came back, and and made an impact. Right. Saw so with Anton Stroman. Sometimes defensemen just takes longer. Take a little bit longer. Listen, he may he may need a change of scenery. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Right, because you hold you hold on to him until someone's willing to give you something for it. Either that, Obviously, or he's just so bad that you put him you put him you put him on waivers and you kind of write him off at this right. point. But on a two I mean, way, the McDonough trade at this point is, with the exception, Lils Lundqvist is the last remaining piece of that trade. Mm-hmm. That is could salvage that trade in, in any fashion because if you look at it from this perspective, they completely botched that move. They force fed that yeah. trade. They shouldn't have traded him. They should have held on to McDonough. They forced that trade, and you know we're being. I mean, Gordon. That's probably one that he probably would want back. They should have made sure that they got Sergeyev or Point back. That wasn't happening. Or I mean, even at the Cal time, foot, I, I remember mean, point Cal wasn't foot or this. Nolan foot, which one of them? I forgot which one they they were. Cal, after, uh, Cal foot. Okay. Yeah. But you, I mean, you traded Mac. So I remember uh, not to not to really go back to this, but I'll go back to this. I still remember where I was when they announced the trade. So the trade was announced literally at like four o three. It was after the. It was, it was after, after four. I'm right. pumping gas. <laughs> no, I don't live in New Jersey. I pump my own gas. I'm yeah, pumping exactly. gas, and I have. My Jeep, I have the back door open 
So as I'm pumping gas, I could still hear NHL radio on. And all I hear, I forget who it was, if it was Gord Stellick who was on at that time or not. But all I remember hearing was them saying, and they've included JT Miller. We're still waiting to hear the return. And I'm like, they fucking up the ante to get Sergachev. Because it was like, if you're trading Mac, you got to get Sergachev back right. in this deal. Right, 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 right. And I'm like, shit, it cost us Miller to get him. All right, well, if that was what it cost us to get Sergachev, it is what it is. Right. And then they come back and announce the trade. And I'm like, ooh. And they said Hayek was the guy they wanted. Right. Hayek was the guy that, that Gordon was needed to have. Nemestikov was part of the trade. He was a center. You can you can he had twenty goals that season, but he was a product of playing with great Correct. players. Correct. Because he's never, ever matched up production it. again. Never sniffed that he's again. He's not a bad player. He's a nice third line guy, second line guy. You can move him up and down your lineup, but he's not a top line guy. And he just never fit here. He's become like a not Journey. dirty Leo Komarov. You think so? Same. Yeah, he's he's, he's a he's gritty, but not a bounced fighter. Around a shit ton, though. No. I mean, he has been everywhere. Now. He has he's bounced everywhere. I think he's got an attitude too. Remember, he had a shit attitude here. He complained about where he was playing. Remember, it was like, you know, it was like all of a sudden Spooner outplayed him, and God, you know that's you know you're in trouble when that guy yeah. outplays you. That's just that was he didn't want to be here from the beginning, and then he put on a happy face going into the next season. He was gone four games later. <laughs> well, he played one full season. I played for full us, season, and then, and then it was after that. The follow- I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, and you know, it makes you laugh. Like people, are like, well, why didn't you trade him in the off season? Well, I don't. You know, sometimes players, teams want to see what they got right before they, you know, t- and they still had to retain salary. It wasn't like they took their whole season no. salary either. No. And they got a third fourth. or fourth round pick. Fourth, fourth round, round pick, pick fam. Back. Fourth yep. round pick fam. Right. It is what it is. So Libor Hayek this is week back. We hash that trade. What's that? So, so Libor Hayek is back. <laughs> yeah, he's. Let, I mean, and like I said, it is what it is. I'm, I, we could we could spend all day talking about the McDonough trade, but people aren't going to be happy until that whole trade is forgotten, right? But hopefully, so what was your? Give us this is more of a league wide thing uh, where I want to take the conversation here. So, what was your reaction to an accepted offer sheet? The first accepted offer sheet since Dustin Penner. Which is what, like, yeah, thirteen which, years ago or something like which, that. Yeah, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. I, yeah. I remember that it was a big deal back then. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't see it anymore. You don't see it at all. I just think it's an unwritten rule. I give. Well, first off, let me say this. I couldn't have happened to a better GM. Right, Bergerman is an arrogant prick, but Waddell is is honestly he's a he is a puppet for the Tom Dundon. Yes, Tom Dundon yes. told him what to do. Right. He told him to offer sheet this guy. He told him this is what you're doing. And listen, I can sit here and say Waddell had balls. I don't think he does. I just think he did what his owner wanted his owner him to wanted. do. It would have ni- it would have been nice for him to have a pair of balls and, and go after so go after somebody who, who like Elias Pedersen, that would have shown balls. He went after a guy let and let's be honest, I mean Cotton Yemi, he had that big goal in the playoffs, he had an overtime winner. But you know, I don't know. I don't know what the kid is. I mean, I think he, the jury, the jury, the jury, the jury is still out. Not the jury. I wouldn't get those two mixed up, but it's still out on him. So what are you, the really lawyer know, for man. my cousin Vinny? I know, right? Two youths. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, I guess people seem to go to Carolina and flourish. I, you know, Nino Nino Ryder seemed like he was going nowhere. 
you know, um, and he went down there and, and has kind of resurrected his career. I mean, players seem to play very loosey goosey down there and it seemed to play mm-hmm. really well. So, um, well, look at it this way. Carolina basically so, just stole a number three overall pick for nothing but money. But he wasn't a consensus third overall pick. I understand where he was picked. But if you remember that draft, that was yeah. a draft that was not big With center, centers, center-wise. Right. So Barrett, Barrett Hayden and went Barrett fifth. Hayden went high. He still hasn't really made no. an impact yet. Because that's when Zadina fell to, six. to Detroit at right. five or six. 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 Kachuk went fourth. Kachuk went, went third. five. No. Oh, we went fourth. I'm sorry. Kakinami I apologize. Went third. Right. went fourth. Kachuk four. Hayden right. five. Zadina seven, uh, six. Six. Quinn Hughes seven. Boquist went. Boquist eight. And Boquist and then Kratzoff. And then Wallstrom, Dobson. Vitaly the Great. Right? That yeah. was the order? Or was it was Bouchard it? and then Bouchard, then Wall, Noah Wallstrom Dobson. and uh, Dobson. But uh, listen, it. It's one of those I drafts think, that, for whatever reason, I'll remember that top ten. Well, we had three first-round picks, so we watched the whole draft. Yeah, like studied. The and whole I loved Kakinami coming into that coming into that draft. But he wasn't the consensus third no, overall pick. That certainly wasn't consensus. And listen, we've seen this a million times. I mean, I think the Rangers may look back, and I hope I'm dead wrong. On, I mean, the Rangers have been guilty of it. They did it with Maholtra. They rush guys to the NHL too quick. Yeah, I didn't Kotkaniemi think he had any business coming straight played. to the NHL. Excuse me? I didn't think he had any business coming straight to the NHL. No, I mean, again, I mean, I understand he's the third overall pick, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I don't agree. I didn't agree that he was ready to make that jump. Right. I'm not an expert. I'm just telling no. you what I've read. I'm just telling you what right. I've heard. And I and Bergeron, uh, Bergeron said it in his, his, his press conference that they felt like they mishandled him. So let's see. I mean, it could it, – it's – Oh, he admitted it's, it. He admitted that. I didn't see the press conference. Yes, he admitted. Oh, he admitted Miss Hamilton. Yes, yeah. they admitted they mishandled him. Give him credit for that. It, yeah, no, he did. It I takes mean, balls out, to admit they, you, you fucked up. He they mishandled the way he was. They probably they they rushed him along. Right. And you know, uh, a guy I've I've heard it uh, 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 on another um, on another show uh, that they do that with a lot of their players. They rush their their top. They're not good at developing their talent. And listen, let's be honest. The Rangers, the, the Rangers have that same that similar problem, where they've had issues developing their their talent. And think about it: why the Rangers were successful in the early two thousands? Dubinsky played in the minors. Anisimov played in the minors. Girardi played in the minors. Tutin played in the minors. Callahan played in the minors. Um, I know I'm missing guys, but all those guys they were groomed in Hartford. They weren't rushed up here right away, and they were able to kind of come up here. The right. Rangers had a lot of veterans at the time. Stoll and, and Delzato were really the only two that came straight up. Stoll and Delzato, correct, yeah. and Kreider. If you want to, if you and but Kreider also the next year he played and Miller both played in Hartford, right, on and off. So did Buchnevich. So I mean, I, I'm, that's what something's. I'm a little bit concerned the way the Rangers have handled. Kako and and Kratzer specifically mm-hmm. because they've looked overmatched at times. So, I mean, Gordon Gordon said it in his in his press conference that you can't put first and second overall picks in the Hartford. It doesn't work. The agents lose their mind. The players get you know discouraged. And I'm I'm paraphrasing what he said, of course. No, of but, course. Um. So I just hope they're smart, and that's what worries me too with having. 
possibly three rookies on in your top or three young players under the age of 21 in your top six. So now, I just, that's just me. That's my opinion. But here's something that, that's that, bothering me. How, how between the agents, we're talking about how, you know, obviously the, the power that these players are wielding now, especially at a young age. I mean, you see how many, you know, Miro Heiskanen getting, you know, nine million a year and, or eight by eight. So Makar getting paid. All these guys are getting paid at a very, very young age. Stupid. How are these agents and the NHLPA not exposing the obvious collusion to not offer sheet? I mean, teams are supposed to try and do everything that they can to improve their team. To, for there not to be one offer sheet accepted since, what, 2007 or 2008, right. whenever Dustin Penners was, there's no way in that entire time that teams weren't trying to make – that were making every effort to make their team better by signing players. I mean, it's it's a it's an obvious – it's almost it's – it's out in the open that these GMs have agreed to not – to not offer sheet up to poach other teams' players. How is it not exposed? I mean, Major League Baseball did this in the mid in the mid eighties, where all the owners colluded to not sign free agents. You had guy Hall of Famer Andre Dawson in the middle of his Hall of Fame career could not get a contract yeah. and took a one year bo- bottom level deal to go to the Cubs, like, and it was for three years. The Major League Baseball Players Association took them to court and won and got millions upon millions upon millions of dollars out of Major League Baseball, and there's no more collusion. So how the NHL – and Donald Fear was the Baseball uh, Players Association head, is now the NHL Players Association head. So he's very familiar with collusion and how to fight it. Right. How how is it not happening? I I think the only way for it to change is that they have to – change the comp the um compensation because honestly i mean first off right now for that for the say the rangers off elias Pettersson right 10 million dollars a year what's the compensation for first round picks i understand the in the big grand scheme of things do the rangers do the rangers really need those four first round picks with all the picks they've had no but you'd like to have them to use as other chips to make other trades down the road. So that's a lot to give up to get a player of that magnitude. Yeah, but you can get a lot. It, put it this way. because So Vancouver, if you listen to um, 31 Thoughts, he was uh, very honest about talking to Vancouver's GM, to Jim Benning. And Jim Benning legit saying that he was afraid between Quinn Hughes and Pedersen that someone was going to send offer sheets out. So they're a little cap strapped to where if you offered uh, Pedersen an eight by eight, or no, it has to be under five years, I think, right? Because I think anything over five years, you're you're upping the uh, compensation package. I have to, we have to look that up. I, I'm not. So if you I'm offered not. him, you know, twenty five million over three years, I don't know that that's something that Vancouver would be able to match, and it would keep us under having to give up four first round picks. So what would be the compensation? A first, second, and I don't third. Have the, and they don't I don't have, have the, I don't have the chart in front of you, but yeah, it's but Elias I don't even think they have a third round pick next season because they traded it for our boy. 
But this is Pedersen you're talking about. Pick. If you have to give up three first rounders to get him, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just looking at it as yeah. a big picture. I get it. I understand the player. Is he worth? When Wayne Gretzky is interviewed and said, and when asked who in today's NHL reminds you of yourself, and his answer is unequivocally Pedersen. I, I get it, I, dude. I, you know what it is. I, I just, I just, you know, you look at that. It just, you look at, you look at the big picture, and you look at four first round picks, and you go back and you look at the Rangers run they had in the in the two thousand twelves and 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 before they gave up Anthony. They traded Bo- a first Bo- round Bo- pick Bo- for Nash. They traded yeah. up a first round pick for St. Louis. They traded a first round pick for Yandel. Now these are all guys they needed at the trade deadline to get them to that next step. You give away four four first round picks, you better be damn sure that you're that close to winning a championship because you just lost all that trade capital. And that's what teams want, especially teams at the trade deadline. They don't want unless you have a shit ton of prospects. And even then, right. most times teams want first round picks. Yeah, but you could trade some of these defensive prospects that we have and recover first round picks. Maybe. Let's see. We'll get into development camp stuff later, but I mean, yeah. we'll see. I, I I don't know. I just, to me, I, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with where you're coming from. I just think they need to change the compensation. Yeah, I think the compensation prop is the issue. That is the problem. They could point to I, that, but it's but it it's still it's such an obvious collusion. There's no way around that it's collusion. I mean, you've had offer sheets extended. I, I didn't. I believe the Rangers offered Matthias Olin back in the day an offer sheet, didn't they? And it was matched. Nineteen twenty nine. What, what year was this? Nineteen Matthias Olin. <laughs> I don't know. Close. He's probably that old at this point. But um, I know Philly offered Ryan Kessler an offer sheet. If I remember right. correctly. No, Philly offered so, Shea I mean, Weber. They offered right. Shea Weber an offer sheet. The Rangers offered Stu Grimson an offer sheet back in the day. I don't know if you remember that one. Wow. So it's never, it's never, it's never worked in, in in any facet. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. The Rangers, I think the Rangers were happen- lucky they never got repercussions from the whole uh, the whole Sackick offer sheet thing. Oh, nobody wanted to poach anybody that we had. That's true too. Good <laughs> but um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, as far as back to what you that you were saying, as far as the offer sheet for 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 Katniemi. It could be a good or a bad thing. It, it could be good because this kid, maybe this kid gets a change of scenery and he plays well. I don't like the knee-jerk reaction by Montreal to go out and get Christian Dvorak. I don't know enough about him to give you a, a um, completely honest view of him. But he's coming from a losing, no-pressure team. Right. He's played his entire career. Now, so did Yandel. So to be fair, and Yandel came here and he played okay. That being said, AV does not agree with Yandel, you. Yandel was a lot older, and you got this kid's now expecting to come into Montreal. Now Montreal's not New York, and, and when if he came into Yankee Stadium or, or City Field, a Giants or uh, is it called or uh, MetLife Stadium? It's Giants Stadium. Okay, whatever. And I'm a Jet fan, and I will say that that's Giants Stadium. I'll never call it anything different. Okay. Um, I think the pressure would be different. Then playing in New York, I think as a hockey player, you can kind of go through anonymity in New York. Yes. You know, I think even Henrik Lundqvist could walk into places and people wouldn't know who he was. No, they might think he was a movie star, but, you know, they wouldn't know he was a hockey player. Right. But um, you go into Montreal, it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's That's a small town. That's Montreal, Toronto. I mean, you go to either one of those places, you're, you're on the radar. 
But he's welcomed it with open arms. Round pick for this guy. Yeah, you got to remember this kid played in the OHL, so he's coming to, you know, he goes plays his whole career in Arizona, where you know there's twelve people show up to every game. Right. He's, I mean, as far as from everything he's put on social media, he's completely welcoming going to a hockey hotbed. He's never experienced it. Right. Well, I didn't know he played in the OHL, so that that'll that should he should have some kind yeah. of understanding then. But uh, I don't know. I, I, that's, and I mean, his that's father was here. Up. His father played here, so. Is that his father? Yeah. Is Rad his father? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's that old? Mike, dude, we are freaking old, dude. Holy yeah, we got Domi. Cow. We got Domi's, Dvorak's. Well, Domi <laughs> played in the early 90s. That's Dvorak true. Dvorak played That's in true. the 2000s. That is, oh, wow. We are freaking old. That's incredible. Yeah. Radic Dvorak's kid. Damn. Well, Keith Chuck um, still played in the 2000s. Yeah, he did. He retired, what? Barely. 2010? He did. He did. He did, but um, uh, what was I going to say? But I guess we'll see. I mean, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a tall order. It's a lot, a lot to give up. In Montreal, they're going back into that tough division. You know, yeah. With, well, that's why they Toronto, wanted Toronto with Boston. With that's why they wanted him with um, with Florida with Tampa Bay. They might not even make the playoffs. They may be a lottery team next year. And then you just gave up a, a big and, and first and Phoenix, second. Uh, Arizona gets the better of the two picks. Oh, is that what they gave them? Yes. They gave them the option? Oh, wow. Yes, they get the option. They get the option. Is so, it lottery protected is the question. I don't know. That part I don't I'm know. I'm sure it's got to be top three protected or top two protected. Uh, uh, we'll have to look that up. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't dive that much into it. I just know what I read. Um, but listen, Montreal, listen, Montreal's been – they've had an interesting offseason. You know, they really have. And it's funny because it, it's like they went to the cup final and that's kind of the forgotten thing. They draft that – that Logan Mayu, uh, they draft yeah. him. Malo, uh, they've had a, a this Cotton Yemi stuff. Uh, I'm missing. I'm missing a ton of things. Shea Weber uh, injury. You know, whatever. Right, Carry not exposing Carry Price. Carry Price. Yeah, 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 yeah. Letting yeah, Philip Deneau walk. Philip Deneau. That was out, of course. Yeah. So they had a, they had one center on the roster. They had to go get somebody. Once well, Carpenter's- listen, they had to get somebody. Yeah. Cockney and Deneau left. And oh, the other thing Bergman said, and I will agree with him on this, and I thought it was a great point. And this this pertains to us as well, and and we how we talk with our own players. He said if he goes ahead and matches the offer sheet for Kotniemi, what does that say next summer when he has to go out and give Suzuki money? It's true. So he did it honestly, and I give him listen, this I will give this guy credit for. He does have balls. Yes. He did the right thing. Because he the guy's not worth six million dollars. Not worth right six now. million, and he got. He wasn't he even playing in the playoffs. And he recovered a first round pick. Got a first, so it's not like he gave him away pick. for nothing. No, no, they got something. It's not like, something. It's not like they gave him away for Sammy Blay in a two. Oh God, we're never going to hear the end of that. We're going to nope. look back on this trade for ten years, and people are going to be crying about it. Especially Butch never puts up seventy points next year. Cannot wait to order my Sammy Blay jersey. But um, the. Uh, Listen, if the Rangers went out tomorrow and offer sheet at Elias Pettersson, I'd be happier just picking shit. Right. But just just to be aware, you know something. They're getting some kind of repercussion down the road because we have a shit ton of guys that are going to yeah, be up do. for contracts in a few years. And that's why we won't offer sheet anybody because no, we need we to save our money for, for our own guys. Right. So moving past offer sheets, there was something really cool that I watched uh, last week. I told Rock about it. So Rock watched it today right. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it does have a little bit of a tie-in to the Rangers. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. There's this documentary called Crime and Penalties. 
in short, it's basically about a mob boss in Connecticut that has ties to the Genovese family who <laughs> is like the real life Tony Soprano. He ran a waste management yeah. company and strong armed the competition into making sure that he, you know, he got every deal. And if you did any work in his area, he got a cut of everything. Well, let's, very, let's just say this before, before we get in too deep into this, if you want to watch this, yes, you might want to shut this off, watch it and then come back and listen to the podcast. So you don't, oh, you yeah, don't there ruin you go. it for you. Because we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. So essentially what he does is his 17, his kid gets really, really into hockey because of the Mighty Ducks. So when he's 17, he gets hurt, can no longer play hockey again. So what does daddy do? What any daddy would do. Buys his son a professional hockey team at 17 years old and lets him run it. And when you see this kid in this video... You got to think of Malibu's most wanted, because oh, that's geez. that's who that's you're. A great example. That's who you're watching. You're watching, you know, Jersey Shore meets Malibu's most wanted. He reminds me a little bit like uh, a, a a little bit like Rob Kardashian too. He's got that that. The, you oh, know, you the bougie thing. rock! I have no idea who that is. Oh, you don't know who Kim Kardashian? I know who Kim is. is. I don't know who the brothers oh, are. Yeah, right? well, I didn't even know she had brothers. Yeah, she did. The yeah, only type of brothers I know with the Kardashians are uh, different type of brothers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so this kid's running a team, and his object, his whole thing about getting a team and assembling a team. Give this kid credit. Seventeen years old, he picked players in this in the what was it the it's it became the IHL, but I don't remember UHL the UHL at the time. Right. After two thousand ten, it became the IHL. So you're talking guys that like dropped out of the coast league that are just they're just trying to get a couple hundred bucks a week right. just to keep playing hockey. The bottom, bottom, bottom of the of the fucking barrel. So one of the one of the players he gets is a he gets like three just straight up goons, including former Ranger, Roman Endor. <laughs> the Nigerian killer, which I didn't even know. Is that, is that what, is that what his the Nigerian? Was? Uh, what was it? Not Hitman. Nigerian Nightmare. That's Christian Okoye. That was the running oh. back for the Chiefs. The Nigerian okay. Nightmare. I, what it, I yeah. don't remember, but Nigerian something. Yeah, but yeah. So Roman, I didn't even know he was still around at that point. Well, before we, before we get too deep into this, did you you remember any of this? No. Is this no? What kills me this is, is that this is all going on. It's in Danbury, Connecticut, yeah, which is right not here. far from where either of us live. And it was during the second part of this happened during the lockout where you would think this would be Anything. like front page news of the, of the hockey news or whatever publication you're reading, any type of news. But apparently it was. Dude, they were on Sports Illustrated. It. They were on ESPN. ESPN went and did a game there. <laughs> I don't remember. Right. Don't no, neither do I. I don't funny. remember any of it. It's crazy. So, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So Roman Endor is playing on the team and – they're just going out there having eight fights a night, beat literally beating the it hell. Slap shot, out, right, essentially it was, was slap shot. It was essentially slap shot. Yeah, with Gretzky, Brent Gretzky. Brent Gretzky was there. You notice he wasn't part of this documentary. No, no, no. I'm he sure to, he cringes to just the thought of. They probably paid him a fortune. They paid all of them a fortune. They were paying these guys ten grand a game the under the, the table. table. Too. Yeah. They said the salary cap was nine hundred and seventy-five thousand at the time, something like that, <laughs> and they paid them four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars 
more than what the cap was under the table. That's what they figured out. It's insane. It's incredible. I went back and I did. I read some stuff on it yeah. too after. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's it's just the shit that this and the kid give the kid freaking credit. I give him a lot of credit. I mean, he he picked the right guys. The team did well. He knew what he was doing. He brought in that that guy that the, the his equipment manager that looked like Telly Savalas. Yes, <laughs> he brought in that guy. He a was cigar. A cool, oh my god, that guy was out of his mind. He's tra- body checking. He was his sixth grade hockey coach, and he's he, body checking. He sixth reminded me of um, D. Snyder without hair. Yes. Well, if anyone knows who Telly Savalas is, yeah, uh, Kojak. I, that's the first person yeah, that popped person. into my mind. Uh, when I saw him, I'm like, oh my Puff god! It on it my wife actually even watched it with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she doesn't watch anything I like, and uh, she's like, wow, it's like this is because she likes all that mob stuff too. Though. Right, she's from the Bronx. She likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this kid looks like looked like a a, a real dude to do, but he actually oh, yeah. wound up smartly building a team that in its first year went out there and almost won their their cup. Yeah. So they, but they're like they're having a drought. Their 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 captain and most inspirational player gets uh, basically has his leg like snapped in half, and somehow came back and played the same fucking that's incredible. season. Incredible! That was well. Insane. That was the guy that also went to jail. Yes, for beating somebody up. Yes, that's the, that they brought him in specifically because of he that. He beat up six prison guards. Brad uh, Wing, Wingfield. Yes, Brian Wingfield. Something. Yeah, Wing, Brian or, or Brad Wingfield. Wingfield. One of one of the two. I forgot the name. And so they're looking for reinforcements mid season. And the lockout has been announced with the NHL. Right. So this kid is like, I grew, huge I think fan. he grew up a Devils fan. Yeah. And he's like, there's only one name that came to mind I had to get. And I'm like, did Scott Gomez play in this league or something like that? Did <laughs> Scott Stevens? Mike <laughs> Rupp. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Mike Rupp was just like, yeah, he's fuck just it. Won, he had just scored the game-winning goal in Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And he was just like, yep. Yeah. I guess fuck it, and just went and went and did it, which is crazy. I mean, to have an NHL, a current young NHL player out there playing in that competition, yeah, and, and he paid him in a duffel bag, cash yes. in a duffel bag, right? That was how the agent phrased it to him. They want to, they want to pay you in cash in a duff, They want to hand you a duffel bag of cash to come and play. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I tell you, I was blown away. I had no blown idea away. that yeah, that Rupp was going to. And the fact that, and and the fact that you know. The team was only around two years. And I'll tell you right now, if that kid is smart, he's making a website and he's selling that friggin' merchandise because I guarantee you people are going to go crazy for oh, yeah. that stuff right now. I thought they're about gonna it. They're going to go crazy. I said, to, I turned to my wife. I go, watch. I'm going to go look up on eBay and they're going to be selling this stuff like crazy. He should be. Yeah, might as well. He should be trying to bring a team back. Yeah, I wonder what the, what's going on. But the arena, the arena is still there. Yeah, it's got to still. Looks pretty new. Concerts and boxing and all the other stuff. Right. The kid turned out to be a pretty sharp kid. For I the, gave him so accounts. much credit at the end when he said, "You know, everything has always been because of what my dad was able to do for me." He goes, "Right." Now he owns his own boxing gym. He, he which, promotes which fighters. to me kind of was out of left field. I mean, I turned to I turned to my wife and I said, well, when, "When did he get into boxing? Like, where the hell did that come from? Like, he went from driving a." Uh, an oil gas and oil truck, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, I decided I I do my own venture and I I owned I opened a boxing gym. When did it ever say you were into boxing? And he's managing guys. Well, think about it. no, he always well he always said he was into wrestling. Well, he's into wrestling, and you saw the pictures with the Rock, and yeah. Triple H, How crazy is that? Yeah, his China party. 
Oh my god! The who's who of WWE? I, I, I said to myself, "Is that the fucking Rock?" Because yep. that was before you know he got really like fit. Right. Like, the Nazi was kind of pudgy still then, but future president of the United States at this kid's yeah. uh, you know thirteenth birthday party. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, check it's definitely great, check that it, out. Listen, if you haven't watched it, I know we gave a lot of this stuff away. It's very interesting. But if you have not watched it, do yourself a favor and watch it. So. Very good, very good. It, it, Sopranos meets Slapshot is the best way I could. Uh, yeah, they had two brothers on the team that you know. Yeah. They thought, they said, oh, the first thing I thought of, I had two brothers on the team. Uh, was the the guy the Hanson brothers? And he didn't remember there were three of them, but right, it's okay. We'll let we it got slide. the point. We got the point. But fantastic, really good. So rookie development yeah. camp starting up. A lot of guys starting to arrive in uh, New York. So a lot from yeah. there packed up the uh, the Subaru. Or whatever he was driving out there looked like a Subaru. Nice little uh, crossover. I guess he hasn't. Earned, he hasn't earned himself. He hasn't Mercedes, made his money so yet, or he's trying to right. stay grounded. Maybe he's going to wait till he's twenty-one before he buys his first Maserati. Probably. But, uh, Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, it looked like maybe maybe it was a Corolla. Does Corolla? Does Toyota make a nice little uh, or Rav Four? Could have been a Rav Four. Could have been a Rav. Could have been anything. Listen. Listen, smart for smart kid. Kid's grounded. He's no, he's no dummy. I can tell you that. No. From all accounts, he seems like he has a he has his head screwed on straight, which is what you want in a young player, right? So um, I looked at the list, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's it's pretty impressive, especially the decor. I mean, you're talking you're talking some some really heavy hitters there. Oh, do you Brady think Schneider, it's- Zach Jones, Nils Lundqvist, Matthew Robertson? You know, you're talking. Um, I'm I'm interested with this with uh, Dylan Garan looks like right. Um, and this is the first time they're having one in two years. So it's, right. hopefully, the, hopefully the Rangers are smart and they cover the shit out of this because people are starving. Uh, starving, for yeah. Right and what was it? Uh, Stat Boy Steven posted on there. Can't wait to get my thirty second uh, videos from some intern using yeah. a three G yeah. cell phone to record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was dying when yeah, I read that. Yeah, he's good. He has good one liners. Spot like that. that was spot on. But good. he has good one liners. Like what that. do you do? You think it takes any humility for guys that have played in the NHL for a cup of coffee to then attend. Is Reunion on that list? Yes. He is. Tar- I wrote down that. Barron, Zach Jones, and and I can see Reunion. Jack Jones and I can see Barron. Reunion's he's kind of older now. He's like 20. 24. I think he's 23 or 20. Yeah, I was like, let's say 23 or 24. Yeah. But listen, I thought he played well. I mean, again, he's this a is fringe no guy. There's no room for him here. No, I mean, He'll listen, play in the league. He'll, he will probably will play. Yeah. I think he'll. I think he'll play. He in probably the league. will play. He'll be like that. The Marek Zidlicki, uh, uh type of guy again. The guy you trade off, and you're like, oh shoot, and, and he plays ten years in the league. And right. You're like, oh, he was a Ranger at one point. I was but, shocked um, when I re- when I read that he was a Ranger. Marek Zidlicki. Yeah. He was in the Mike Dunham trade. That's who he was in. And everyone was worried because they traded Thomas Klocek. Remember, Thomas Klocek yes. was like the crown jewel. We can't trade him for. Right. We can't trade him for anyone good, and why not trade him for friggin' Mike Dunham and. Marriage that Licky turned out to be the guy that wanted up having the long career. Is it bad that I was all for the Dunham trade? I was like, yes, this, this is the neck Richter. It's the it's it's the Team USA goalie coming to the Rangers. He just needed to get uh, out of Nashville. I found I thought it, well, not to get on a tangent because we're talking about the prospect development, but I guess it, I guess it all ties into one way or another. I remember the trade just being a knee jerk reaction to Richter being injured again. Yeah, and they kept bringing him back, which I never understood. Till this day, the guy was never healthy. Why are you bringing in a guy to be your number one goalie when he's had two knee replaced, knee knee reconstructive surgeries, and they him. didn't give him any? They, they brought in Jason Musati and damn and uh, 
and what the hell was his name? Uh, Blackburn was 18 or 19. I mean, they had Russian no, no Blackburn never contingency for these guys. Right. That's another example of bringing up guys too soon. Yeah. The Rangers were very guilty of it. They did it with Mel Holcher. They did it with him. They did it with Lundmark. I mean, they did it with a lot of guys. They force-fed their young players. No, I thought Lundmark didn't play in the league till he was like 21 when they finally brought uh, him up. I think he was – But he had already 20. disappointed at that point. I don't remember. I thought he was. I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was younger than that. Because I thought he came up for a cup of coffee at the end of 04, and he was drafted in, in 99. Wow, was it that big of a Yeah, a, a he came bracket? up just before oh, I the lockout. That. I could have sworn he played right away. Not 18, but I thought he played within his first two seasons his of being drafted. Because they were talking that Brendel was supposed to be dra- was supposed to play. the. F- they thought he was going to play at 18. Right. Well, well, that's the other thing. Like Going back to what we were talking about, you know, Remember when we – I mean, again, I, I start saying when we, when we were young and whatever else, but even first overall picks, unless you want to really like Yashin or Roman Hammerlick, like expansion bad teams, you didn't start in the league. League was too tough. Alexander Daig was another one. I mean, very, very rarely did an 18-year-old kid play. Now, obviously, we're in a different world. Guys are playing younger. It's a younger sport. You had guys playing until their thir- late thirties, early forties, which you have really have what four guys now, right. and they're hanging on. I mean, Marlowe's hanging on by the skin of his teeth. I think he's pretty much Thornton's. You know what he is, Chara, right. and am I missing anybody? The only ones left from that for that from that age. And then right. Jets so, last I in mean, two thousand three. You know, back in the day, you think about it. We have Messier played till his late forties. Gardner played until his late thirties. Anders. I mean, these McTavish. All these guys were old, right, and still playing. It's not like that anymore. No, it's a, well, it's a much like faster game. It's a much younger, faster, faster game. exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're saying. It's 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 like almost like a uh, on a slight when if you have to go play in the minors, where sometimes you need to have some seasoning. It doesn't hurt. I mean, didn't Braden Point play in, in Syracuse? Yes. I mean, I don't know if Kucherov did, but. And I know Stamkos did it. Stamkos came right up. But again, that goes to show he was one of the first overall pick. Right. But um, you know, back to the development camp. I'm dude, I'm just I'm just excited for any type of hockey content. I'm, I'm tired of talking it. about the same yeah. freaking five topics. It's the only problem is like like we were kind of hinting before, how much coverage is is it gonna get? Are they gonna have feeds to where we're able to watch, you know, kind of watch it on our own? Because if all I'm gonna get is a highlight here and there. Doesn't it doesn't really show me anything? Well, they'll do interviews. They'll interview. They interview a couple yeah. of guys every day. I'm sure. I'm sure Drury's going to do an interview. I'm sure Knobloch or one of the assistants or someone else is going to talk. I'm sure Drury's going to talk one day. I'm not sure he's going to talk every day. Maybe the guy um, uh, was the new director uh, Morehouse. Is that his name? Davidson's son-in-law, guys names. who's doing the uh, no, draft. No one's, no one's earned, earned me remembering their names yet. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, listen, at least we'll get some kind of – maybe we'll get some kind of understanding of what the hell's going on too, what their plan is. That's what I'm saying, right. You, you would think Jury may talk, at the, you know, during this uh, – I, I know he might not talk on day one, but he I'm pr- I would bet my right arm that he's going to talk before training camp opens – I don't know. How many times a year would we hear from Sather? Sather's a different animal. I heard, I think you heard more from Gordon and Davidson in the last two, two oh, years. Since Sather's Sather. been out of the picture, Right. you heard from the GMs and, and presidents a lot more. 
Sanders didn't like talking to the media. Right. He talked to the media twice a year. Right. The well, draft, Drury is a disciple of Sather. But a Drury is also, um, I think he's a little more media savvy than Sather was. He see he. I cringe when he gets in front of the camera. I mean, he's socially awkward, but so right. is Gordon, though. Gordon's one of the most socially awkward people. <laughs> like I told you, go back and listen to his, his his interview. It sounds like he's constantly like burping or or <laughs> coughing or or clearing. I love the interview. Throat. I I had su- I gained such an appreciation for him as a human being yeah, from that so. interview. I came away with like. Fuck. I think he's such now a high like road. He did such a good job with that. I really do. I'm really impressed. I hope he gets another job. Yeah. No, he will. He will. This what um what 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 guy what guy you most other than like the big guys? Like, is there one guy that you're interested in seeing? I have one guy off the top in of my head camp? that I, I'm dying to see at the development camp. Hoffman. Yeah, that's to me it's it's our Hoffman. first round pick from this year. Evan Veerling. Okay. He was the oh uh and I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but I'm maybe you can tell me since you watch this more than me. He was the second pick in the OHL draft. Yes, behind Quinton Byfield, correct? Right, correct. And he flipped to the fifth round. Now, is it a steal or was there a reason? So I'm very curious to see what this kid with this kid's got if he has anything. So he's the guy I'm most excited to see. Um, that's not obviously one of the big guys, but just happy to see these guys in camp. And uh, listen, Hartford, Hartford might be very good. And the guy I want you to look out for is the kid Hunter Skinner, which I'm, he- I'm hearing is is really rising up the uh, the food chain as far as uh, a legit guy that might actually play in this league. And like we said, we don't necessarily need six Adam Foxes. No, you, you know need we can use diversity. We can use yeah a Doug Litster. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. A Michael Sauer, you know, uh, uh, a Braden Coburn, you know, guys that can just fill in in a deep run. You don't need six oh. Adam Foxes. A guy Some like guys you don't have to trade for a guy like Patrick to... Nemeth, so you don't have to sign him for three million dollars. Exactly. Year. Thank you. Good example. Thank you. That I mean, those are the type of guys because you think about oh, it. In, I in take the next it back. three years, they got a lot of decisions to make. The guy that I'm the most that I'm most interested to see is is Pajaniemi. Because now he'll be playing on North American ice. Right. He's got more experience, I think, than anybody on this list. So if he doesn't kind of dominate a little bit during this, I'd be a little alarmed. Because he's been playing at a very high level in, in pro hockey now for three years. Right. You know, against kids, you know, even, you know, talented kids, especially our, our decor. <laughs> you look at our six. Six of the eight defensemen that are in this camp are all probably going to play in the NHL. And Jones, Lundqvist, Runinen, Robertson, Schneider, and Skinner. Those are six NHL, you know, future NHL defensemen. And you have to think about it. Five of them might be in Hartford. But will be in Hartford, I should right. say. will be. Will be in Hartford. That's a, that's a very nice defensive core. Right, Lundqvist is the only one I think that will be on the Rangers. Uh, yeah, he's the only one. Well, one of, one of them will be on the Rangers, right. either him or Jones. I'm thinking. Ty goes to the righty since they need a right D. And I'm sure they made some kind of promise, right? You know, like, come over here. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to bury. Come over you here. Us. We're going to give you a chance. Blah 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 blah. Unless he shits the bed. And listen, I think I think Gallant. Ha- I, from what I can tell, I mean, I think Gallant's going to have free reign to do whatever he wants with his friend with his roster. I hope so, man. I hope so. I, I'm sick of watching. I'm, I mean. 
not to make a Mets point, but I'm sick of watching, you know, coaches and managers not be able to run their team the way that they want, you know, and having the front office, you know, sit up in a cast, you know, the top of a castle, barking orders to the bottom, pick the players. Yes, you do it. See, but we went out and got Ryan Reeves. That's Mm -hmm. directly because Gallant wanted Reeves here. Like, you know, they, there is talking about him. I know, but it's that guy since before we got here, (laughs) but it's more the, you know, the, chemistry between Drury and Gallant like they're right they've they've tied themselves to each other and it's not a situation where it's Gordon and Quinn where Quinn doesn't even know the NHL you know the only guys he knows in the NHL are guys that he coached coached or coached against in college right so it's not like he could be out there being like I want this guy or this guy he's got no nothing to draw off of right Gallant knows exactly what he wants and exactly what he needs to win yeah and Drury went and got it for him and I'm curious to see who Gallant favors because, I mean, remember, I mean, when they made the transition from – so I don't know if you heard this. Stu, Stu Bickle did a, an interview on um, on another show, and he got a lot of playing time on the Tortorella. And he said when AV came in, he kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, maybe he wasn't Vigneault's cup of tea. We saw with um, Tortorella with Kreider – that Kreider Miller was more of a Tortorella guy than Kreider was, but when Vigneault came in, it reversed. Right, where Kreider was more of a uh, AB guy, and Miller was more of a, you know, he wasn't really a fan. The same thing we saw with Delzato. You know, Tort- believe it or not, Tortorella was more of a Delzato guy. AV wanted nothing to do with Delzato. So, right, I'm very curious to see when he comes in. He's going to put his mark on this team, and I think we're going to see very quickly what, especially the young players. Who he trusts, who he thinks has a future, and what guys he thinks uh-uh, you ain't cutting it, or you're not you're not playing here, or whatever. And this that stands for a guy like even like a guy like Julian Gauthier, where you know Gauthier could be one injury shy of, of making this team at a training camp. You don't I know think that. he makes the team. What is this as the I, as the thirteenth forward? I think he's the ro- I think him and him and Reeves will be the rotational forwards. I don't think they're keeping twenty three guys. Because of caps, because of the cap. I mean, I could be wrong. They might because they have so much cap space. But I don't know. I don't know if they're, and I honestly don't know if they're going to keep. They might keep the extra defensemen. I don't know. They have to sit. They definitely have. You think they're going to have eight defensemen? They're going to have to put guys on waivers. You think they're going to have eight defensemen? They've done it before. That'd be that'd be crazy. They've done it before. I don't know. I don't know. I'd hate to. I mean, what do you do? What do you do if let's let's play this out for a minute? What do you do if both Tenorti and Hayek have good good camps? You're going to lose one of them. It's a good chance you might lose one of them, especially at the salary that they're making. If they have good enough camps to where it's it's a foregone conclusion, you should be able to at least get a draft pick. Should be able to. You know, sometimes teams realize you're in a situation and they don't want to give you shit. Right, but they want to be they don't want to take the chance of the player going to waivers and having to compete with other teams to get him. When they Depends where you at. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, pick. I mean we'll see. I'm only talking like a four or fifth fourth or fifth round pick. I'm not talking no, about look at a getting, sixth or seventh you know, round pick. You know, but, um, two or three here. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Right. I'm, I'm I listen, I'm I'm very fascinated. I'm very interested to see more so because honestly, the team, especially the top six, hasn't changed. So we didn't really get anybody in here other than Goudreau that really 
makes your eyes pop. I mean, there's no Lundqvist is coming in. I guess he's the stud prospect. Like after the last few years, we had Lafreniere, we had right, right, we had Kako. I mean, so we had that that luxury of those guys coming in. We had Panarin coming in and, and Truba. So this year it's a little bit of a different. This is more like what's Gallant? How is he going to put his mark on this roster? That's well, what we've I'm really heard other players around the league comment about the Rangers' top six being as dangerous as any top six in the league. So there wasn't. I've heard. I've heard the opposite. So I've heard. I've heard what you said. I don't disagree. And I've also, but I've also heard the opposite. And they're basing it solely on those three guys. Well, specifically Lafreniere and Kako taking that giant step forward. Full training camp. Um, a year older. You know, for Kako was third full, you know, his third NHL season technically. This is year three for Kako. I mean, the excuses are out the window. No, this is it, dude. He's got – I mean, mi- this, this is, is minimum. It. Minimum. He's got to put up 40 to 45 points this year. Minimum. Well, if he's – For me to consider him a – For me to consider him a – playing on the top two lines, he's – that's – That's, that's a minimum that he's got to be able to put up. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Kako – Comes out of the gate slow. He has a say. He scores thirty points this year. Where's his stock? Low. Is he still a top prospect? He's no at longer that point? the number two pick. He can no longer. I mean, think how of him how long? How, I mean, we've seen this with with players. We saw it with Alexander Day. We saw it with Nel Yakupov. We saw it with. Um, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, but we got. I mean, though, yeah. I guess Jesse Puyarvi. To a certain degree, I mean, he had other issues. PR is the other issues where the the ta- you saw the talent, right? With Kako, we're still kind of waiting. You see flashes though, Suck but then man. I saw flash with Leas Anderson too. He scored a breakaway goal, and I forgot who it was against. It might have been against Vancouver or the De- I forgot Vancouver, the Devils. It was it was amazing. It was a great move. He he put great moves on him. Yep. He's a terrible skater. I, I just, that was I mean, evidence, though. Yeah, just you, you saw that. That just it wasn't. My friend, my buddy Vic, he said to me, we were sitting at a game. He goes, "Why does Leah Sanderson look like he's skating with a tire on his back? <laughs> he looked like he was not moving. It was horrible. And this guy's. I mean, again, that goes another story. What guy reaching for a draft pick? So right. What was he? What was Leah Sanderson Seven. draft? The seventh overall. Yeah. I mean, that, that's turning out to be a crappy draft from what we can see right now. So. It is what it is, but I mean, look what the coaching situation did for for Casey Middlestat. They were saying how he exploded under Don Granado when he got there. Yeah, I looked at his stats. He so, had like thirty points this past right? year. I did, he did I, very well. For, I think he had nineteen points. When I didn't Granado even know he in. was playing in the league full time last year. I thought he was no, he was. In, I, I only know that because I watched. Yeah, no, he was playing. He was playing a lot. So you might see. Listen, you might see guys blow up. Like we saw with you know with Vigneault and and with certain guys with that right and you might and or even Quinn with D'Angelo you can kick Quinn you can kick Quinn all you want people want to knock the guy it it Strom Strom had a career years Panarin had a career year Sabinajev had a career year D'Angelo had a career career year I mean was it the perfect storm or was it just you know. You got to give the guy some credit for something. I give him credit. Like I said, he was the Tom Rennie for the next run. He set it up. Perfect example. He set example. He set it up. Opposite, he wasn't a players coach. I think now they have more of a players coach. Some shitty things about him too. (laughs) What happened? I I heard an interview. I I didn't. I never listened to the interview, but I just had heard 
that Ryan Spooner really lambasted him. <laughs> well, Ryan Spooner is no longer on the continent, so it doesn't Yeah, really- well, I'm sure I guess what happens when you're bitter, and then you trade it for Sam Gagne, so it's another story. That's true. That's what it is. <laughs> But he, um, oh boy, yeah. Getting back to Kako, this this uh-huh. is the year where he need, and the same for Heedle. Like, if we're going to continue to have talks about Heedle, you know, possibly being you know the two C of the future, mm-hmm. or even if he has a long term future here as our three C, you know, this is the year that these two guys really, really need to kind of put up or shut up to the point where you have to then you have to then really look to Kravtsov to be that guy. Right. Otherwise, we're in a lot of trouble because then we used all these first-round picks and we won't have anything to fucking show for it. Right. Lafreniere is the only one the that's time. completely confident. I'm more confident than most that Kraftsoff is going to be a stud. I'm, a lot of people I, I are, think Kraftsoff is going to play in the league. I don't know what, at what capacity. I, I Listen, he shows flashes the way Buchnevich did. It may just take time. Right. The Russian player, unless you're Ovechkin or Malkin – you know, it's going to take time. Even Kuznetsov, when he first came up here, he wasn't wasn't blowing anybody away. It took him a couple of years to really become where what he became. You know, I mean, he has the other issues now, the baggage and whatnot. <laughs> but um, literally, it might baggage. just take time. But the guy that I'll tell you, I saw a picture of him. Philip Hito looks like he's shredded. I said, I said it when he I had looks my, like he's ready this when year. When I had this my blog. And my that are the original podcast I used to do when we first drafted Heedle, the first observation I ever made with him, and it's something that I've just always been able to kind of tell from being around gyms and playing football and everything. Right. His neck, when you look at an at a kid when they're at that age, if they already have, they could be skin and bones everywhere else, but if they have a thick neck, they have so much room to grow. It's like. I hate – listen, I don't want to sound, sound like a pedophile Joel Micheletti here by breaking down 18-year-old <laughs> boys' bodies. Fabulous, Sean. But <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw the size of his neck when neck. he was drafted, I said, this kid's going to – I was comparing him to Kopitar. But it wasn't necessarily skill-wise. It was just right. that – he's, he's going to be a, a, yeah. a horse. Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you, he looks he looks like he's ready to take that next step. Oh, it's, this, listen, this is we'll the year see, we got to see I mean, it. We have, a, we, have a lot, we have a lot riding on these guys. But I mean, listen. The Rangers have bombed in the first round, how many multiple times? I mean, if you if you go back to when, you know, post lockout, they bombed on the first bunch of first round picks they had. Whether it was Sanguinetti, you know, right. um, uh, McElrath, obviously Montoya, but they never Korpikoski, built. They bombed on a lot. But of them. they what never. They, what sent they looked out- at was they did better in the second and rounds in the bomb. Right, but the they owner. never sent out a letter and said we are going to rebuild. And we are going to sell off players you love. They did. You're right. They didn't do that. First but they picks. did trade away Peter Nedved, Brian Leach. Um, oh God, why am I blanking? Right, Malachi. right. No, they had they to trade sell away off. all those guys, which gave you the indication. You know what? We're 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 rebuilding. But then they came back with Yager and Hank, and they went to the playoffs. Well, they and, but, well, they didn't know that we didn't know what Hank had. And like, the next they built, year, they was, essentially built the team around Yager. Right. Because right. they had him at, listen, they had him at a sweetheart deal. You weren't trading no, for that. No, definitely not. But you know, the next year they, the they went out and got Shanahan and they, you know, they and they they got older. <laughs> then they got younger, they got older. You know, they had the Tutans of the world come in and and, and play to, you know, kind of balance out the cap a little bit, but Right. Yeah, you know, he had some. They brought some in Straka, they brought in Neeland. They but well, they brought in guys, they brought in guys, and was smart about that. It's like an expansion. They team. brought they in guys to kind in. of 
Say that again. It was it was almost like an expansion team where they just they brought in guys that kind of didn't have a home after the lockout. Guys that teams and they brought in a lot of Czech players. They had Peter Pruka, right? I mean, Pruka coming out of the lockout. I mean, he's another guy that got hurt and he might have had a better career. He was a right. small dude, and they brought in Pruka. Pruka had thirty goals, and then the next season he had twenty one, and then he got hurt. Right. I mean, they brought in all the Czech players. They brought in Halavich. They brought in Ruchinsky. They brought in um, Rosevall, Malik. Uh, Dvor- uh, Dvorak. Um, they brought Ruchinsky, in all the guys Ruchinsky. that other teams Shaka. didn't feel it was worth it for them to pay them to keep them on their payroll through the through the lockout. They were able to get out of those contracts because of the right. lockout. So those are the guys that we wound up signing. That's why we had so many. Well, the Rangers tried veterans. to sign Peter Forsberg. They right. tried to sign the, uh, Chara. They tried to sign these guys. These guys didn't want to come here and play. Because we were Say the tried. Seven That's years. why he winded up having to overpay guys down the road, Redden and all these other guys, because they couldn't get guys to come here and play at the time because they weren't a desirable destination. No. They were a cesspool for years. Right. For the rich. And now with the salary cap. Right. It took that away. Right. They tried They tried to get uh, Solani and Korea. To, remember when Solani and Korea went to Colorado for that one year? They, they took mm-hmm. those sweetheart deals. Say they tried to do that. They don't want to play here. Listen, so, it's, hard, it's hard to compete with Aspen. And remember, listen, you always seem to play better when your expectations are way down. No, Nobody Correct. expected the Rangers to be good that year. No. Nobody did. And, no, it was and one of the listen, most they, fun years I've had as a fan. And they had they had some young guys. I mean, Tutin, you know, the Maxim Kondracia was there. He had a decent season. But you're right. They had Jason Ward. They had Steve Ruchin. They had um, – oh, God, why am I blanking on guys? Marcel but, Hosa. Marcel Hosa. They had um, Federal Federal briefly. They had Jason – well, I said Jason Ward. Uh, but Jed Ortmeier. Uh, say that who? Ortmeier. Ortmeier. Dominic Moore. Right, Moore. Jason Strudwick. Billy Niemann. Ryan Hallway. The reason I remember a lot of these guys too is because of that shootout where Malik went through his legs, yeah. which I was at that freaking game. Oh, <laughs> uh, you my were? My father and I, that was Thanksgiving wow. weekend of that season. We were at that game. My father goes, I haven't seen this team win it forever. And I had to wait till 14 rounds of a shootout Shit. to see them win. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was a makeshift team. Right. But they had all those, had made all those draft picks and they were waiting, I guess, they, they were biding their time. And and if you think back on it, they did the right. They did right by it. They continually to draft. They they bombed a lot in the first round. But this you know, is they difference. They made some bad they, trades. They they literally because it wasn't like the Rangers were an old team outside of Hank and maybe Broussard. But the Broussard for the Benedict trade was a hockey trade more than it was a rebuild. So, but they you know trading off you know McDonough and J T Miller when they were still in their mid you know. Miller was 23. Yeah, McDonough was 27 at the time. Was he 27 or 28? Right. There. Yeah. But still in his 20s. They traded off Hayes at 25, you know, knowing they weren't going to resign him. So they they got rid of guys that still had hockey left in them. You know, still had were in the middle of their career, not the end of it. With the promise of we're going to use these first round picks to build our next team. He already pissed – like I said, Leah Anderson's already been pissed away. Hedl was in that draft. Then there's Kravtsov. But listen, Miller looks like an – you know, like Miller's going to be here. I, I think that that 
whether he's, he's gonna play, a top pairing guy, here, a second pairing guy, he's right. going to be here and he's going to be here long. He's going to be here. They market the shit out of him on social media. I mean, right. that Keandre Miller farts and it's on social media. Well, he has that. He has that. Um, that he just that has that swag about him. Hundred percent. And he's a he's great like, kid. He should be marketed. He's like, he has the Lundquist. He has the Lundquist dress appeal, and you know, he's, right. he just. He's very metro. He's very, very New York City. Listen, he's a which is fine. He is a great kid, and he should be marketed. I'm not complaining that he's being 100%. marketed. He's been phenomenal. But they wouldn't be marketing him like this if he was not going to be here for the next decade. If he wasn't that guy, so he's part. He's part of the future. Lunkus will see this year finally, but it's then it's Kako, and so it's year three for Kako. It's year four for Heedle. It's time. For these guys. And if they're not the answers, we're kind of fucked a little bit because then we're going to have to go buy the answer. And that's... McDonough was 28. McDonough was 28. But, I mean, we're sitting here... So, what is this? Four years later? Yeah. We're sitting here four years later. Ryan McDonough would still be our number one left side defenseman. So... But you know what, though? I mean, right-handed side defensemen seem to be harder to come by and they seem to be more coveted. And we seem to have that locked down right now. No, I get that, but I'm just saying so, that we traded Mac while we still I mean, we're still sitting here four years later and we still could use Mac. You know what I mean? Like he would the, still I, be our I guy. Agree. The Hayes thing kind of is a little bit peculiar because he was so young to give him away. Right. I wonder if that's more about I question when they made all these moves and they I, I question you you can understand them trading away McDonough. He had a lot of miles on him. He was beaten. They weren't going to give him six, seven, and six and a half million dollars. They weren't going to give him a big contract like that, commit to him long term. The team was in a different position. So I can understand that. Hayes is kind of strange to me because they didn't really have many centers in the in the pipeline. None. Um they hasn't been a jack. They, drafted the they two didn't really kids. have anybody else. Well, they Hayes drafted the two young. kids. They went into this thinking we're going to have Leas, Hedl, and, they, and, and, they, and, and they acquired Howden. Which I think and Howden was going to be the fourth of, line center, right? Like, right. To them, they had their pipeline of centers. They didn't need Hayes, and they miscalculated on two of them. Right. Now Howden and Leah. I around. also wonder if Hayes's nightlife style might have scared them away a little bit. He's no different than anybody else in the NHL. Um, Miller was more of a problem. For speculation and for conversation. <laughs> Miller Miller was more of the problem as far as maturity than than Hayes was. Yeah, and Miller. Listen, Miller's Miller's resurrected his career too. Like I said, sometimes you just need to change the scenery. I mean, I understand Ryan Strom has played with Panarin, but if you go look at his numbers from this from this year when Panarin wasn't there, the guy was crushing it. Yeah, I. I and you know, it's funny. Someone made a congratulations to the Stroms, by the way. Yes, just had yes, their second yes, child. Yes, right? was it yesterday? Yes, Quinn. Right, Quinn. Quinn Strom. Was it Quinn? I think it was Quinn. Something like that. Yeah, good, good for him. He's a, yeah. listen. I've met Ryan Strom. He's an awesome dude. It does make you laugh that for three years <laughs> they've been trying to trade him, <laughs> and he's still and he's freaking still here. here. Cockroaches and, he and Strom. all he does is put up points. So I mean, I, I, it just makes you laugh. You want, you want, you say to yourself, one, what is it they're looking for to replace him, and two. What are they not getting offered that they're not trading him? Or they're just not getting the right package? I think they're – I mean, again, they're not in a position, as we saw with, you know, the Bushnevich trade. And, you know, 
setting everybody off, uh, jumping right. off buildings. Yeah. They weren't looking for first round picks in return. They they're they're trying to go now. So they got a second round pick instead of a first, but they also made sure that they got someone that's going to contribute to their roster this year. I would year. love to know what they offered Philip Denal. I'm telling you, <laughs> I I personally think Valakat, I'm not saying Valak Valakat's he's all over the place. So I really don't know if you could take take your opinion on him and, and take it or leave it, but mm-hmm. he threw out a tweet where he said Dano and gets left. And I'm very curious to very curious if he knew something, if they were trying to see if they can get Getzloff here as a stopgap guy, as a veteran I, yeah. guy for a year or two. We brought him up, up on this show that I you said it was a little too late for him. I wanted him on this team. Well, I think it's too early for him where, where they are. I don't. I don't think they're. Oh, uh, right, the opposite. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I just we weren't the player. Again, away. There's, there's a million guys. I even think that I think even think Goudreau. I think is too early. I just hope he has enough in the tank for when this team really starts to turn the corner. I mean, that's my only concern. I mean, there's a lot of. I, I love Gabe Landeskog. Right. If the Rangers off, if the Rangers were three years down the road, and they offered Landeskog eight times eight, I wouldn't give a rat's ass. I'm like, fine, let's go, let's right. go, let's, let's do go. it. Right. But to give him now and. You know, I just don't think they're in that position. Let's, let's save this. Let's save this one for when we do our uh, season preview in a couple of weeks. But I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into. I understand where I, I feel because that's a two-hour conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and I already had a complaint that we went over two hours last week. Who complained? Al Demaro. Oh God! Fast forward. That. <laughs> It's like I'm trying to catch up. I was on vacation and saw that. Uh, what <laughs> well, the fuck you guys trying to do over two hours? Wait, wait! But you, we did a 20 minute show. The that's week what I said before, to him. So. You know, carry it over. That's what I said to him. Carry it over. Come on, Al. I know. Always likes to complain, that fucker. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we, we we appreciate his support. That's all that. That's all that matters. That he's actually listened to our show yes. every week. Yes. So he deserves the plug. Um, but ah, now I forgot. See, I forgot the fucking. I'm sorry. That's all right. Forgot the point I was trying to make there. Anyway, what was it? Oh, now I can't remember. Oh, about about uh, first round picks. Bottom oh, yeah. line is getting back to to now. Unlike you know, in previous years, this this last five years has been they've sold us. Me and you have paid money, knowing there is no return immediate. We we kept our tickets. We paid Madison Square Garden thousands and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. with the light at the end of the tunnel c- coming up on the horizon now. All these first round picks were going to turn into studs for us, so you know it's it, it's a little different. We don't we can't be. We already paid for Panarin. We already paid. Right. We're going to pay for Zibanejad. Right. We've already paid Kreider. We've already been now paid Shesterkin. We're going to pay Fox. Like there's enough guys on this team that are going to be paid that you need to develop your own in order to mm-hmm. balance this out and still have depth. If Lafreniere and Kako. Fall on their face. This team has no chance of winning. I don't think Lafreniere has any chance of falling on their face. I'm just yeah. playing devil's oh, I advocate. It. I, I don't think so either, but I'm just saying it's 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 written, and we've, we've seen it. For teams have need their big guys. And maybe St. Louis is maybe the one team that you could say, all right, well, maybe they didn't have that top, that top three guy and one. But, I mean, the teams that have been consistently good – for a decade or more, 
have had those high, high draft picks. And that's that's how you that's how you win a championship. So that that's what we're banking on right now. And Listen, I'm not we, saying we, Kako's not gonna be good. I'm saying that he I, just he needs to I think to Kako's produce. gonna be great. I can't I can't watch the Rangers win three to two. Kako hasn't had a point in a week. And every time I go to Twitter, I'm seeing breakdowns of him maneuvering the puck on the boards and doing nothing with it. But how he dekes somebody out, circles in the corner, comes back up, and you know, someone like writing hashtag orgasmic. Like I can't enough of the here's a here's a glimpse of this and a glimpse of that. It's the NHL. You gotta you have to produce in a top six role. You can't just, you know, show me, you know. Dipsy doodles it you know around the circles on the outside. He's got to get to the net right. and score. Right now, great point. Man. He doesn't I mean, have a rocket shot. He has great hands. He has very hands. very good body control. So he mm-hmm. should be able to protect the puck and get to the net. Because for him to score thirty goals in this league, he's going to have to go to the net. And he doesn't listen. Enough with the European pussy shit. He is not a pussy. He does not nope. show any traits of being afraid to go to the net. I don't think it's ever been a part of his, like, as a pitcher, if you just always beat everybody with your fastball your whole life and you never learned to throw an off-speed pitch, well, it, you have to learn it. Kako has been able to just out, you know, out-skill everybody his whole life. And in the NHL, he can't. So he's got to learn how to get to the net to, to score goals. And hopefully that's all that he's been working on is getting stronger, getting a little bit quick. doesn't have to get faster. He needs to get quicker. Right, he's got good feet, so he's just got to get that one that one step quicker, one step quicker. to beat someone to the net. Yeah, and that's what that's how he'll score thirty goals. I agree with you because his hands around the net should be should be great. He scored a goal against Dallas, dude. I, I was like, he was a Benajet passing him next. He deked around Bishop and, and just slid it right. Right, past him. oh, it's beautiful. Right, go to the net. Yeah, that's where the goals are. It's, I, I think he's going to be all right. I just think that you know. I, I think Gallant's going to help. I think that, like I said, the extra year, you know, I think all that stuff, all right. that stuff plays into it. And I think that he's – I think this is it. I really do. I think this this has to be it. He's got to he's got to show us something this year. And Kravtsov, yeah. I want – if Kravtsov's going to play – let's just devil's advocate. I don't want to do too much with lines. But if, if Kako and Lafreniere – Lafreniere is going to play in the top six. I don't think that there's any question about him being on right. the right side – or having Kreider switch to the right side, mm-hmm. that Lafreniere is going to play in the top six. So I think the other the, the spot that's up for grabs for the top six is between Kako and Kravtsov. I'll lean to even though I'm a bigger Kravtsov guy than Kako, I'm going to lean toward that Kako is the number two pick. He's you know he's been here the extra year. This is year three for him. The organization's really tied themselves more to him than Kako. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get the first crack at that top six role. So if Kravtsov's going to play on the third line all year, got to see production from him too, man. I, I got to see minimum thirty points, you know, if he's going to play on the third line and and prove he belongs. You, know, you yeah. can't have a you can't have a, a twenty two point year or an eighteen point year. Yeah, you know, play. Otherwise, we're no we're no better off than we were. I um, wonder if they're going to give him power play time this year. He, it, he like it he may, suits I mean, him. with no Buchnevich, you got to think one of those guys. You know, has got to move up. Well, I you mean, Gallant is not Quinn, 
and Quinn's the only fucking guy in the world that has four right-handed shots on a, on a top power play. Because Strom, love Strom, well, had no business being on our number one power to play. Be, to be fair, they had the number seven power play the year before with with four, left-hand, four right-handed shots on the power play. Because two of them are just two of the best in the world. But and what happened? And what happened this year? Yes, there was no D'Angelo, which hurt. Sorry, guys, that hurt. But every single penalty kill knew the puck's going to go to the to the left side for a one time, or from either Panarin or, or Zibanejad. There was never a, a left handed shot. And you knew Strom wasn't shooting, right? There was never a left handed shot, right? On the on the off wing, the only lefty was Kreider, and he's not shooting. Oh, that's right, Kreider's a lefty. I thought Strom was a lefty. No. right. I apologize. So no one, there was never a left-handed shot on the other side to, to shoot. Even though I didn't want Bushnevich on the power play, I still would have preferred him over Strom over there just so it's a left-handed shot. You need the penalty kill to at least respect that if the puck right. gets swung, you got to defend And still had 15 power play goals, if I'm right. Yeah, or, no, but he's, he's, still had he's one of the best in the league in his role. He needs to score 5-on-5. Five five. I said that last show. Yes. He needs to score 5-on-5 five five if yeah. he doesn't have any value here, but... Listen, I, I don't disagree with you. I think they need they need to shake it up and they need to see what they need to yeah. see what else these other guys. It's probably have. my favorite part about about Quinn being gone. Because I, I didn't hate Quinn. I didn't think he's the coach you're gonna win either. with, but I didn't hate him. I don't get all wrapped up into the coach. I blame the GM more than the coach sometimes. Because okay. the GM gives the coach the players. Yeah, but if Everyone the coach is not putting about the players the Islander game, about the about about Matt Martin, about this, about that. Right. Well, what is Quinn supposed to do? How yeah, is but he not that. To, how are you supposed to play better? Forget that. Like that. He, Quinn didn't always put players in the position to succeed. He was stubborn about this is the way that I this is the way that I go, and you're going to have to fit it. Instead of saying, "Okay, I have these players. How can I win with the players I have?" That was that was to know. me that was Quinn's biggest problem. Listen, they were on a tear the year before because they, they played. Were, because there was no expectations, and he let them play. Well, I mean, so then you're you're under the opinion that once Quinn got COVID and Knobloch came up, that they started playing better in spite of him. So not in, no, no, not in spite of him. Knobloch didn't have. In other words, when Knobloch took over for Quinn in those games, you, dude, you saw them go east to west and open it up. And the first game they scored nine goals. I was at that game. That was the first game we were allowed back in the building. Yeah, it was a good game. They scored nine goals against Boston. They opened it up. It so wasn't to spike Philly. Hmm? Is it Boston, Boston or Philly? Philly. They scored nine. It's Philly. Okay, yeah, it's Philly. So Benajet had the, what, five or six points? Six points. points. Yeah, it was the first of the his. second period. Yeah, it was the, the first of his two six-point games against Philly in a row. You know, it's one, and, and not to get too much off this, but you're talking about a guy that may go down in Ranger history as I mean, he's he has broken so many records in 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 the in the world of the Rangers, and I don't know. It's just he's so he's so like unappreciated, it. dude. Uh, yeah, he's so it's unappreciated. We take so much for granted. Oh yeah, forty goal centers. Where the fuck have we had forty goal centers that were to take this guy for granted? That scored forty goals. Um, wait, they they said it. Um, I know Messi scored. Was it Lindros? No, Lindros didn't score forty. No, he had thirty-seven. He had thirty-eight. Or thirty-seven. Or 38 yeah. Um. I know Messi has scored 47. Yes. Or 40. In 96. In 97? Right? That was the year before. That was the year we lost to Pittsburgh. He had that huge year. Yeah, he had a huge year. He almost scored yeah. 50. He could have scored 50 that year if he stayed healthy. Yeah. yeah I think he had but we had, goals. what was the last center we had scored 40 goals? Before that was probably Pierre LaRouche. 
Or Podubny. He said somebody outscored 40. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I'm just saying, it, it, I, it's... It's just they it's don't grow amazing. on trees, and we certainly haven't had it since the lockout. So why, like, why he's so taken for granted, I, I, I'll never understand. But, I think, again, it's the European factor. Even with Mika? You don't think he's... he's I think it's the European factor with the Rangers and with hockey, and, with hockey in New York in general. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Even I think even Yager doesn't get the respect that I think he deserves from the Ranger fans. Listen, unless you win, you're not going to get the, the respect you deserve. Ah, you're right. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we talked about this on our last show. I mean, the reason why four guys are in the rafters from, from the 94 team is because they won. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the issue. Plain and simple. Yeah. But there was – getting back to the, to the original point, when Quinn was here before before he had COVID, he was insistent on playing his way. When he left, the players kind of took over because what was Knobloch going to do? Knobloch was going to walk up to Panarin and tell him uh, what to do. There's, the, sub, the substitute teacher was there. Uh-huh. And once, once they – I mean, literally, game one. And Drury was on the bench. I, again, I don't that know how much credence you put into that. Yes, I thought that that you had got a lot your to do you it. got your boss right. And listen, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I would feel if I have a if I have a, the assistant GM who's a cup winner. I'll tell you, I've said this before. I think that's one of the biggest things that are going to help this team. But back back to what you were saying. I mean, it, it paid immediate possible. results. There was no way that after that game, Quinn in you know I'm sure Quinn was having Zoom meetings with the team right i would think so right there's no way he could be like guys stop playing that way and go back to you know what what we've been preaching here yeah there's one after the problem is nine the playoffs, you can't play like that huh that's the issue in the well, playoffs you can't play like that you can't play that east west in the, in the playoffs you're not gonna win you gotta play north south north south north south wasn't even so, getting I mean, you, to you the could playoffs. do that you could do it against philly you could do that i mean look look how they played I mean, they played well against Washington. That's the one team I honestly can say this season, with the exception of Philly, the Devils, and uh, Buffalo, with the two. Well, they, which they didn't play against Buffalo and Philly. Uh, Buffalo and Devils early in the season, they they botched right. up games against them. But they played Washington great all year. Pittsburgh owned them to a to a lesser degree. They did have Always. that one game where they blew them out. But the Islanders and Boston gave them fits, fits. Because we didn't have a bottom six to neutralize them, it wasn't. It wasn't, Ma- offense, how, how it wasn't Matthew six? Barzell's line that was giving us fits. It was. It's his. No, you're right because the Matt Martin, the game where where yeah. Hyatt coughed up the puck. I think Sezika scored right. Yes. It's the it's the those teams and it was oh listen when we played Boston in the playoffs in in 2013, it was that fourth line with fucking Campbell Gregory Campbell yeah. sitting there fucking with everybody like. It's always we always lose in the bottom six. Well, there was JG we, Pajot we good, did it for right. Ottawa against us. Right. It's always guys, the depth guys. And and like you said, in, in 14, like we talked about, where were all the big goals coming from? Carcillo. Fucking Brian Dominic Boyle scored Moore, how many Brian big goals Boyle. for this team in the what? playoffs? Brian Boyle scored how many big goals for the Rangers um, in the playoffs? In, in 12, between twelve between 2012 and 2014, I could probably say he scored four. Goals off the top of my head right. that were, and I, two of them were in the Ottawa series mm-hmm. alone, that were were 
big goals for Haglin had how many big goals in the playoffs? Well, Haglin for me will always that pass to St. Louis over the corner yeah. to uh, <laughs> from from when Emelin tried to clear up the boards, he was exhausted. Right. That's the honestly, dude. I actually said this on the yeah. show. I remember that moment like it was yesterday. But no, Haglin Haglin had his moments. Haglin also was was pretty bad on breakaways, but um. But yeah, we, we when we, we lose those though, guys, it's we have those bottom guys. When we, we win, depth. When we win, it's because of our depth, and when we lose, it's because the other team's depth beats ours. So, you know, with the Islanders, well, that was and the biggest Boston, difference between fourteen and fifteen. Was when we lost Zuccarello in fifteen, right? We didn't have the depth to overcome. Correct. Because if you remember in fourteen. I don't know if you remember. I, I, I forgot this. Faust and Miller both played yes. in the 2014 no, I playoffs. Yeah, I do remember that. And I only remembered that. I forgot about that until I went back during the lockout and I watched all those games again. Carcillo played. Mm-hmm. Miller played. I mean, Dorsett was hurt. They Guys were in and out of the lineup. I mean, it was impressive the lineup they had. You know, ten fan, you know, 10 Ranger fans about the 2014 first round against Philly – what do you remember from that series? Carcillo so, giving the middle finger is the first thing that everyone's going to remember. Two, two right. big goals right. in that series. That was two. his series. Like Without Carcillo, we don't win that series. We're upset in the first round. That's He was they huge. Him. He was huge. But anyway. But bottom line is, we getting back to everything, we have that top six to compete with everybody, and now we have a bottom six that can infuriate. We can be the ones infuriating someone else. And letting our top six go out there and, and and do their thing. Let's see. Right. Let's see. Exactly. Let's see. It's all that we'll see. That's <laughs> it's all we can hope for. You know there's gonna be fireworks on, on the first game with this with this. Yeah, idiot. but that's that's a media thing. But then once that's over, let's go down to play hockey. I just wanna win. I wanna beat Tom Wilson. I wanna win. I wanna win the game. Correct. If if Ryan Reeves goes out there and kicks his ass, honestly. I don't give a shit. No, you know what that Good. does? Wonderful. Now beat the beat them on the scoreboard. You know what that does? That takes Tom Wilson off the ice, who's a very effective hockey player. It takes him off the ice for five minutes every time Reeves does it. Right. Because I have no Just be smart about it. Don't take the two minute. That's the be problem. Be smart about right. it. That's all I'm saying is be smart about it. Right. Don't be stupid. It's about winning games. Correct. And you can't throw away games in the beginning no. of the season. Because those are the games you always wind up chasing at the end of the year. Correct. And you want these guys to, you know, to Spit out last season, which right. didn't, end, which ended as as poorly as could possibly have happened. You know, they physically, you know, they had their they had their fucking manhood questioned publicly. You know, and I don't blame them. And they didn't make the playoffs after that was an expectation. So I'm sure they want to get rid of. Do that you think case. last season was an expectation for them to make the playoffs publicly? I don't. No, I don't. no. Oh no, publicly. Gordon punted. Jeff Gordon no, punted. That's not last publicly. Season. That's behind. That's front office. He hundred percent. He he brought in Lafreniere. They right. won that draft, and he punted the offseason. He punted it. Well, that's what they he knew said. They had a shit ton of dead cap space, and they had Lundqvist. Oh no, right. they, I'm sorry, they didn't have Lundqvist. They had all the dead cap space because of Lundqvist. Shattenkirk. They traded away Stall. They lost that. I'm, I'm telling you, they punted last season. And you could you could tell me to you blue in the face. Don't need wrong. to. He's he said it himself. I'm telling you, he did it. He said it himself in that interview. I had Lafreniere, Kravtsov, and Kako. I needed to see these guys play. How do I know who I'm keeping and who? So the, the mandate was not to make the playoffs last year. No, no, I'm saying if they made the playoffs, us as fans, wonderful. After seeing what plus, we you saw, also said we're in the hard division. Right. You also made that point. Right. But I'm saying us as fans, we saw 
that team going into Dallas, going into Colorado, the Bushnevich tying goal just before overtime. We're losing overtime. COVID happens. Fucking tear. But that team was on it. That team was a playoff team. That team was headed to the playoffs. Right. If COVID doesn't happen, that team is going to the playoffs. So you come into the next season with essentially the same team. You're expecting, you're as fans. I'm not talking about Gordon. I'm talking about us as fans. We expected that team to make the playoffs last year. That's yeah, what I meant as I far guess. as expectation. So essentially, you're saying is the team that that walked off the ice the year before you thought was good enough. To, I thought it was good enough to. But what about the team that went into the bubble? The bubble was awful. It's the same team. Did they play the same way? Was anything about the same? Shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I understand the way they were playing leading up. Right. Like you said, there were no expectations. Right. Leading into the Dallas. I remember I remember all those games because I watched every one of them yeah. religiously. I remember the Dallas game. I remember the Colorado mm-hmm. game. But like you said, they were playing with house money. It didn't matter at that point. When the chips were on the table, how did the team play? I thought that whole bubble was just awful. The whole, the whole situation in the bubble was awful. And how do they play against, in it big games five this season against teams? All the momentum that they had was gone. And the coach was ill-prepared to, 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 to work with them in the bubble. He was ill-prepared. When, a te- when an entire team from your best player to worst player – I'm sorry, from your best player down to Brett Howden because Brett Howden came out like a fucking ball on fire in that series. Pretty much the only guy who showed up. And Kako played well, but again, someone, someone uh, Eddie from BSU said – it's nice that Kako came out and was skating and shooting, but until he scores goals, it doesn't it does, matter. Not, it doesn't matter. Right. right. If you're in a top six guy, it's not about, hey, he laid out three guys or right. you know, he did this well, he did that well. You have to score goals or it doesn't matter. One, Eddie, I agree with you 100%. But then, like, right. So I could sit here and say Howden had nine hits in game one and had an effective game. But that is his game is to play, you know, fourth line and yeah. contribute that way. His job is not to score goals. But that whole team from the from Zibanejad and Panarin on down showed up not ready to play. And that was the same way I felt about A.V. blowing the Ottawa series. It was unforgivable is how I felt about Quinn with the bubble. Unfor- Do you blame Quinn for the bubble? If the entire team is not prepared, that's on coaching. That's a lot what about the What about the pre- preparation for, against the Islanders? Against the Islanders what, this In year? In the big game against the Islanders. After they became game within two points of Boston, whose fault is that? The way they came out in that game, is that the coach's fault? When a whole the fact team is falling on their face in every big game, is that really the coach's fault? I don't know. I, I mean, listen. I, yeah, I, I know. Maybe I'm making too much of this, but listen, I saw a team. I, I hate to keep repeating the same points, but we both. I mean, we both kind of agree. Panarin's never won anything. You know, so if he's that's why we need to. If that's why before you start handing out big money to anybody, if he's the straw that stirs the drink, and he's never going to get out of the first second round as the guy, you know, maybe as the second guy he can. I don't know until we see it. But we're tied to him, dude. Like there's there's no wait and see. He's he's getting paid eleven million dollars. He's getting paid an eighth of the cap. Him and me, listen. Him and Mika need to be the one-two punch that we saw. Not last before season, the co- before the before. before the lock yeah before, before the lockout right before, I keep calling the lockout yeah, keep before the, lockout the, the break before the break before the break the pandemic break right if those two guys and listen they played some 
I'll give, I will say this. There was a game at the Island that I was at. D'Angelo scored in the third period. Kreider scored late. Broussard took the, the penalty on, uh, I guess it was Fast, late in that period. That was a big game. The Coliseum oh, was as loud as anything. I was, they there. I was at both those Coliseum games. Okay. Yeah. You remember that? So you so remember the game? The overtime winner that from game, the Benajek? No, not shuffled. an overtime. Not the overtime oh, so game. The, Kreider, the, game the Kreider game winner the in the Kreider, corner. Kreider scored yes. in, on the power play. Yes. That was a big game. Huge game. And they came up huge, both of them. Right. The five, the five goal game against Washington. That was a big game. They came up big in those games. Truba, Truba almost ended Dal Cole's life. We yeah, were the aggressors oh, yeah, physically. That, that was a good game. Yeah, but I'm saying like they played well in those games. If they are that are those players, then we have a shot. If they're the players we saw in the bubble and the players we saw against Boston and the Islanders from this past season, we are fucked. Right, fucked. And especially if you turn around and give Mika nine or ten million dollars a year, fucked. Which again, like I guess you will not come back from that. Yeah, but you can't give you can't. But that, you tie that's, it's that's our soul that we've sold, dude. Because unless unless Jack Eichel's walking through the door, you, we are tied to Panarin for what five more years after this year at eleven million dollars a year. You have to have Zibanejad on this team. You can't not have a you can't not have a number one center. No, I agree with you. Otherwise, trade Panarin. You know, say Panarin, give us a list of teams you want to go to, and and you're going to rebuild all over again around Lafreniere, and you're going to wait longer. I'm praying, like we said earlier in the show, that Gallant is going to be the guy that's going to get the most out of these guys. I think he will. That's his track record. I mean, we we've we've seen it. Tortorella got his team as far as he could. They brought in a different style coach. They brought in Av. Then they brought in somebody different from AV. They brought Quinn. Now they bring somebody else different. So I'm praying that that Gallant is the guy that's going to get the most out of certain guys. Does Gallant remind you a little bit of Keenan? Both in his approach. He's fiery. But I I don't think he's as a big of a douche well, as Keenan was. Well, it, well, he's been let go of both jobs because of let's let's face it, his personality. Right, which is also Keenan. Keenan had He's success. Arrogant. Listen, Keenan got to Stanley Cup Finals. Gallant didn't. Do, Gallant got to one Cup Final, but Gallant Keenan had success what, two, at both of his jobs that he had before coming here. He had success in Florida, where no one has success, and he had success with with Vegas as an expansion team. Right, and now right. he's here on his his fourth stop technically because he had Columbus also. Right. So, but it it just reminds me like the same like. You know he, you know Gallant is good enough to get you to a Stanley Cup final because he's done it, and you know right. he's good enough to get the most out of players because he's Pete done DeBoer. it in two stops now. Right? Can he win it? Pete DeBoer. What has been to what has been to two two Cup finals? DeBoer's an awful. And then one Eastern Conference final. God, he's such a bad went with the Devils and with San Jose. Yeah. And he went to the, just went to the Eastern Conference finals with Vegas. Listen, I, I to me he's the linchpin right now, and why I'm not. I'll be honest with you. We spoke a few weeks ago, and I was very down. I was like, "Oh, when they didn't make any moves, I was like, oh, you know." But right. I'll tell you, the more I I listen to him, and the more I think about it, the Rangers always seem to have success when they bring in a new coach. Yes, especially that first season. So I'm hoping that that's the case. They need to get off to a, a good start. Vigneault was different because, remember, they played over in Europe. They had all those games 
Um, all the preseason games were all kind of right. like those first four together. games were so bad. We were giving right. we hemorrhaging and they went on that five big long goals. road trip because they were still renovating the garden, and right? So on and so forth. So I mean, I'm hoping that 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 was just you know a, a freak thing. And look at the schedule, dude. We play what seventy percent of our games at home in 2021. Like before Christmas, before Christmas, I think like we play seventy like percent like of our like games. Six, dude, we have so many home games. Oh, we have sucks. no home games in the second half of the season. That sucks. That sucks for us, man. Because you know what, people don't care about hockey in, in October, November, <laughs> December. For we us have, to try to get rid well, of we have games. a lot of December games. No, December December's are the easiest games to sell. Sometimes everyone loves December sometimes games. Sometimes depends the week before yeah. Christmas week. Yes. But the, yeah. sometimes the games leading up to Christmas, people don't. Thanksgiving much through New Year's for me have always been the first tickets everyone wants. Yeah, that 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 five weeks. Well, Christmas gifts too. Yeah, January you can't give a ticket away. February you can't give a ticket. No, away. No, I, I don't know. January it depends. I mean, listen. I know you're a big football guy. I hate the sport of football. <laughs> I, if it went on strike tomorrow, I'd be in my glory. I hate it for a, lo- a lot of reasons, but um, I never understood the love affair like. If my team's not in the Super Bowl, I don't give a shit. Right. I don't care if the Bengals are playing the Chargers in in, in it's the just a holiday playoff. It's the, who cares? I mean, who, even the Super Bowl. I mean, are you a the big gambling guy? Are you a big box guy? Like you have to buy box yes. Super Bowl boxes. I do and stuff boxes. Like that? That's the only reason why people watch I the like Super Bowl. I like betting on it. I That's like it. having a party for it. Like Football, I, if if you told if you told the gambling world, okay, guess what? You no longer gamble on football. You know where the popularity goes? Right down the shitter. That's if, the only reason why I like to bet watch on it, that game. Take that. Fuck that. Take away fantasy football. That's who. I got guys, I got guys where I work. They're in two or three leagues. Two or three leagues. Fantasy. I can't get I'm one down to tr- one, but I used to be in three. <laughs> I would love to I uh, dude, I would love to do a fantasy hockey league. A legit I've done it. like I've done keeper it. league with yeah. the same guys every year. Do a dra- I mean, it was so much fun. I did one years ago with a let's, guy I used let's to work start with. A two, it was so much fun. Let's start a two guys, one cup fantasy hockey league. Hey, listen, let's throw it out there to the listeners. If you guys want us, if you want to yeah, do a fantasy we'll do hockey, one. we need to know soon. Yes. So we can get this going. So I've, if, listen, I've run enough leagues. Guys, I could set it up very quickly. Yeah. If we can get 10 guys to do it, well, we, or at least eight more, if anyone's interested, I'd be more than happy to do a fantasy Dude, hockey. I think we'll it'd be keep, fun. We'll it's keep it reasonable. We'll talk about do, on the show. Do like a hundred bucks. We can a, have guys on. Hundred bucks ahead. Yeah. No I, raking I, the I, pot. Uh, no raking the pot. Roll. You know. Yeah. Have a- no. Fair. <laughs> Everything's fair. I, I, I want. I want. But I want guys that are real. Are going to check their lineups. They're not going to f- screw around and not and not do it. And you know, like to do like a trade night and all this other stuff. And we can do everything virtually if guys can't meet up. Obviously, things are different now. With, and, you know, we're both with families and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, shit, we got guys in Finland. I, you know, I don't want to exclude, you know, Anybody. the yeah, Finns listen, from joining. They can't, listen, you know. I would be in my glo- – I would love to do a fantasy league with you, especially with you because I know it would give us something to talk about. We can make trades 100%. on the air. It would be fun. Well, sorry, right. If our <laughs> listen, I mean, if it's our listeners are in the league also, I mean – That'd be, be a ton of shit talk. That'd be freaking awesome. That'd be, that'd be freaking awesome. And let's, what we could do is have to the people. And what we could do is have whoever comes in last place have to come on the show, and we just embarrass them for like an hour. Yeah, I, I, you might not get guys to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we we'll have to give like a booby prize. We had my guys. buddy. We had my buddy in the who finished last. We have a punishment for fantasy football. So. Oh, what's that? We've had the same league going on since two thousand four. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that. We've had that forever. So Mike, so 
there's a bar called Tropics down in the in Freeport on the Nautical Mile. If you guys know, know of it. it. Um, I know it. One of my best friends owns it. So oh, nice. It, it, I think like what four of the guys in our league are you know all work there. So they had the guy Mike, who's one of the heads of security. He had to stand outside. This is while Oscar G is spinning. So there's a line <laughs> going all the way down the block of all these people trying to get in and tables. He had to stand outside with this big sign saying, honk at me because I suck at fantasy football. Oh, wow. <laughs> stand on the line with it for like an hour. <laughs> so many cars going I by. People busting that's, a great, that's a great bet. Yeah. That's a great bet. We did a dunk tank the year before. Let's uh, let's try to get eight guys. And then let's see. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. And yeah. if, if everyone agrees to it, then, you know. Let's we'll do something fun. The two G one C fantasy league. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. So we got we need eight. I think ten guys. I think ten, we can get ten with that. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right, go big or go home, man. All right, that's what I, that's what I would like to do. It. I'm obviously if, if I'm if I'm vetoed on that, I'm I'm cool with that too. I just feel like go big or go home, man. Go go for the gusto. I just think. I mean, I understand. Why you do second and third do place, we get a, you know, whatever. Do we get you a 2G1C cup made up? What? Do we get a 2G1C cup made up? We can do something like that. Yeah. We get something like that. Whoever wins, fun. doesn't matter where you are. It could be like Michael Silvers yeah. down in Texas. You know, we'll, yeah. He, he, we'll he mail the cup out to him. He gets his he gets his, uh, his, his month with, with the, the cup. cup. Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely do that. That'd be fun, man. I, I think yeah. we can have a good time with that. We can have a fantasy hockey segment on the show towards the end. Guys, want to yeah, do some fancy hockey? About. We are yeah, going to do also- what me and Rock are going to do. We talked about this the other day. What we're going to do during the season, um, we are not affiliated with any betting sites. This is purely, I enjoy betting hockey. Right. So we can do picks, you know, every show and uh, keep a tally of it and, you know, and see yeah, uh, be fun. How, we, how we fare at the end of the, uh, end of the season. But it's something cool for you guys you can yeah. follow along with. I'll try and make the picks. Like if we do a Wednesday show, we'll look for picks that for Thursday games. You know, so this or way if you guys listen Wednesday night or something. Yeah. Well, the lines move and this and that. So usually you can get the day before you can get the lines and should be all right. We'll do like three picks. We'll do like three games. You know, we'll pick three games against each other <laughs> and see uh, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun, man. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Anything Love we could that. do to engage without, you know, to engage with the audience, you know, should yeah. be uh, and like 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 we've talked about it, like in nausea, we're going to try to do some kind of uh, some kind of live, maybe a YouTube stream of some yeah. kind, so we can interact with people and talk to people and kind of get you know get stuff out there. So we're we're work, we're working on everything. Like I said, we're we're both well. I'm a new father, and Sean's about to be a new father, so. Any you guys got to bear with us. We're in this for the long haul, so yeah, yeah, we we're just going to keep improving the best we can. We got some other things, some other ideas, and some other things coming up. So, and some so of it may to... suck. <laughs> we may try and something, like, and you got like let us know if it sucks. Like we don't want to keep. Well, we doing tried something. the random ranger thing, and that kind of right. No one engaged bombed. with it, so we stopped. We bombed that one, yeah, which I thought was fun. But listen, like we said, we interact with people. I mean, let you know. Just let us know what you think. We want to. We want to know. We want to know. We want to make the show the, as pop as popular and as, as good right. as we can make it. So neither of us went to. Uh, neither of us went to the University of Podcast. So the this is all just broadcasting. We're trying to figure the Connecticut <laughs> Black yeah. Deli Meat Studios. Um, <laughs> I just want to throw one thing out there. I don't know if we're wrapping up or not, but I just want to. Um, I'm. I know most of you know I'm a New York City firefighter, but my buddy Steve Romano 
uh, who's in my firehouse, um, pl- is on the FD. Uh, oh, they're playing tonight, team. right? They're playing the cops tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. So there's still a lot of tickets available. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have him. I want to have him on uh, one, one next time they play the cops. He's a huge Ranger fan. Anytime. He played, played against Charlie McAvoy. He played against some heavy hitters. He's a very talented kid. Um, he's not a kid anymore. I think he's 30 now. But <laughs> when he came to the fires, he was a little sprout. But um, I just want to see if anyone's still looking for tickets for the FDPD game. Uh, there's still tickets available at the Garden. So I, I told him when I came on tonight that I was going to plug that for him. So There you go. Do that. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely have him on anytime. Yeah. Yeah, he's played against some he's played against some good guys, so that he'd be kind of interesting uh to talk about. He knows Potato. He knows mm-hmm. uh I know Potato's uncle. He actually knows Anthony Potato personally. He's texted him a couple of times. So nice. I'm trying to You never know. I would have to root for the other side if I was there. What's that? I said I would have to root for the other side if I was there. Oh I yeah. I come from a cop family. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Be fun. Been to enough of those so, football games. My uncle played for the uh, NYPD uh, football team for what, like eight years. That was a wow. special teams captain and shit. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you come from a real hardcore football yes. background. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, All right. what else, pal? What else we got? Anything else fun? If you want to delve into Lindros or save that for another show? That's up to you, man. Say that for let's say that for another one. Let's because we gotta we might have a full month here of uh, not much to talk about. So, well, we still have at least another two weeks before yes. the preseason starts. Yeah. So. yeah once preseason I'm starts, sure, uh, we, we can really start to get into. Like, I think season I think we're gonna have sure. I think we're gonna have some stuff trickle in, some interesting stuff from the development camp, from training camp. I think there's gonna be some PTOs thrown in there. I, yeah, I, I just think that we're gonna have some kind of news of some kind. Ryan Malone making a comeback. Give him What's a, that, Ryan Malone? Give Ryan Malone a PTO. Yeah, Ryan Malone. Bring him back in. Do you remember? Do you remember a guy? Speaking of PTOs, remember a guy, um, Ale- Alexei Semenov? Yeah. So the rain. You Mighty remember Ducks. the story? He is that who he played for? He played for the Ducks. For, yeah, Did I remember getting San his rookie Jose? card. The Ducks. Did he play for San Jose though, too, a defenseman. I may have at some point. So anyway, I remember with the Ducks. I don't remember this this story. So Semenov played. He was signed to a PTO. He played in the preseason. So say they're offered him a contract. So I think it was like say it was one year, one million, okay. something like right, that. Right, whatever the right. Semenov went back to his wife, and his wife says, No, you make more money in Russia where you're not you're not signing for that. So he, he agreed to the contract with Seder. He had to go back and tell Seder that he couldn't sign. So he went over, played in Russia the next year. Mm-hmm. Played the finish list. He came back, did another PTO with the Rangers, and then didn't make the team. <laughs> did he think he had a chance the second time? I, I mean, after I, mean, I remember watching the pregame show um, and him being in the stands talking to Sather and them talking about this. Oh, wow. They actually it's showed him in the garden? PTO. Wow. What's that? They actually showed him on camera? Like They showed him on camera <laughs> talking to Sather in the stands, and that was the whole thing. Wow. I think stuff like that, like certain Ranger, like interesting stuff like that, just I always sticks in my brain. Like, yeah. do you remember the Rangers signed Jason Arnott? No. They mm-hmm. signed Jason Arnott the beginning of the 14th season, I believe, but he failed his physical and he had to retire. And he's like one of those guys who I've always really liked from afar. I love Jason Arnott. Yeah. Are you kidding me? When they signed, I was jumping through the room. 
but he failed his physical. I don't I, remember He was that. 13 or 14. Look it up. Huh. I, it's it's The it's only one I remember like having that, that, that problem was sticks Chloe. In my brain. I remember Chloe having the problem was he couldn't pass a physical. Well, Chloe, Chloe winded up signing with the Devils. Right. And I think he played, I don't even know, uh, one season with them and he had to retire. I don't remember uh, Jason Arnott signing with us. Two, I'm sorry, it was the two thousand. It was before the two thousand, uh, two thousand thirteen season. Before so thirteen, it was, okay. it was January of thirteen, right before the thirteen season. Oh, so that was during the lo- during the lockout, right? During the lockout, he signed a one year, one point six million dollar contract. He failed his physical and had to retire. Maybe it was because of the lockout. I was still kind of pissed off that we were, you know, maybe. Well, you remember too. I mean, that was a that was, that was we were we were excited because we were coming off the 2012 season. We went to the Eastern Conference Finals. We had Nash. Right. I mean, we were, but it we was a damper. Poised. Like for me, I was still I was probably so like in football mode. Maybe because well, was, I mean, you know, yeah, season started you in January. January of yeah. that year. So you were probably still focused on the Giants and stuff. Or no, you're a Jet fan. I'm a Jet sorry. fan, but just. Betting football in general, in general. <laughs> just betting on football in general. Yeah, so it's just stuff like that that like always stuck in my mind. Mo- stuck in my mind. So there you go. I got a lot of useless random ranger information in my brain. Just rock <laughs> random ranger. <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to throw one out every show now. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent I mean, if we can't post pictures up and have you guys guess who it is. Rock's yeah. just gonna have to just throw them out there in conversation, <laughs> and you'll have to listen to it for twenty fucking minutes. And it's you, listen, because you, you couldn't will. just it, guess a goddamn picture, could you? This right, is what well, happens. That, well, that's part of it. <laughs> but no, we could once we do once we do actually do our live shows. Yeah, we could do fun stuff like that. Like we could try to stump each other and, and show pictures and stuff like that. I think it'd be fun. There you go. We could do a trivia segment with with some of our listeners, and we can we can do a lot of things. I mean, we're just we want to. You know, we wanted to go like this route and, right. and kind of see where it went, see what kind of following we got. We're, we're getting some positive feedback, so it's exciting. And I'll have a different jersey on for each each uh, episode. So will I. We'll I could, I could, I could. You can. You have more jerseys. I could almost get through a, a jersey, full season of wearing a different jersey for every game. I have, I'll have, I have, 40, like I have real, over forty. You have forty jerseys. I have, I have 40. about twenty-five. Just Rangers. Forget the rest no, of the jerseys I have. Oh yeah, I I have a couple of Yankee jerseys yeah. and that's it. I have a Mike Madonna North Stars jersey. Oh, I, had, I got I a had Solani Winnipeg jersey. jersey too. Gilmore on Toronto. Well, when I was a kid, I liked all. I had a Quebec. I had a Sundin Quebec Nordiques jersey. Oh, that's awesome. I had, a, I had an old Senators Yashin jersey. That's awesome. So that's what I did. I went. I went and bought all the jerseys I had as a kid. So I had the Gilmore awesome. Toronto jersey, the Solani. That's cool. And I always want. I always loved Mike Madonna. So I always wanted a Madonna jersey. He was great, Madonna. Yeah. Good old Americans. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this so, one up. Let's do it. Guys, hit us up. We on kept it under Facebook. two hours, Al. Yeah, we kept it under two. Just for Al. You have no <laughs> excuses, Al. Um, yeah, just hit us up on Facebook. Let us know. Yeah. Especially some of the, a lot we talked about a lot of shit to, you know, that has to do with you guys. So, you know, let's get some feedback. I'm curious to know what you guys got to say. I know Michael Silvers is already putting his fantasy team together. He wants oh, yeah. that trophy sent to him in Texas. And, uh, you know, it'd be awesome to ha- have it go international. I mean, you got the Finns. We- we'll ship it anywhere. If, if guys, anywhere, anywhere, guys really want to do it and yeah. they're going to pay attention. We want guys that are going to pay attention to their teams. Yeah. And we want to do this right. We'll do, we'll do Zoom trade nights. We'll do a lot of fun stuff. So 
if it's something that everyone's interested in doing, let's do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know what I'll do? Because if if we do a, it's going to be head to head. I think anytime someone beats one of us, they get to come on the show and uh, rub our nose in it a little bit. Definitely, that'd be fun, <laughs> man. I, I listen. I'm all for. Yeah, I'm all for stuff like that. It'll be fun. All right, guys, let's do it. So uh, we'll touch base next week. I may or may not be a father. I may or may not be on the show. It may just be rock by himself. We'll figure it out. I'm going to try and get on one way or the other. I may just have a crying one day old in my arms. Who knows? Oh, boy. All right, guys. Rock, have a good one, man. You too, pal. Later. Later.